Entrepreneur on Fire 743. Failures, aha moments, I've made it moments, and the lightning round, seven days a week. Join John Lee Dumas and today's Entrepreneur on Fire. Zero is the online accounting software for your small business. Born in the cloud, Zero gives you an at-a-glance view of your cash flow. Sign up for a free 30-day trial at zero.com slash podcast. That's X-E-R-O dot com slash podcast. Your branding is the face of your business. Make a great impression with creative professional designs from 99designs. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a power pack upgrade free. Boom! Shake the room, Fire Nation. John Lee Dumas here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Jessica Ekstrom. Jess, are you prepared to ignite? I'm ready to go, John. Yes. During an internship at a wish-granting organization, Jess found that girls love to wear headbands after losing their hair to chemotherapy. Therefore, during her junior year, she founded headbandsofhope.org. For every headband purchased, one is given to a girl with cancer and $1 is donated to fund childhood cancer research. Jess, I've given Fire Nation just a little insight. So take a minute, tell us about you personally, and then expound upon your biz. Sure. Yeah, I was in college and I was studying journalism and found a call for an internship at a wish granting organization and thought it would be a great experience. And when I was there, I saw that there were so many girls who loved to wear headbands after losing their hair to chemotherapy, but a lot of organizations provided them with wigs, which they weren't all necessarily comfortable with. And so I researched organizations that maybe would provide headbands for them. I didn't find any. So during my junior year, I decided to start one myself. And now here I am. Well, Jess, let's be honest with Fire Nation here. I made a little mistake during our pre-interview and called you a Tar Heel fan, and you are anything <laughs> but you are... Anything, I, I go by the ABC policy, anything but Carolina. <laughs> I am a wolf pack. <laughs> the wolf pack, we have you in the house. I love it. So give us a little more personal insight. Yeah, um, I graduated from... NC State in May 2013 and Headbands of Hope became my full-time job and also started public speaking. And being 23, I love going to colleges and showing students that you're never too young to start something you believe in. And so it's been a great uh, professional career being young and being self-employed and uh, love going to football games on the weekends and excited to beat Carolina in a few weeks and (laughs) (laughs) looking forward to it. (laughs) I love it. I can remember my college days well and uh, we we had a pretty similar rivalry as well up at Providence, Rhode Island. It was Providence. We were like the city basketball team. We played against the University of Rhode Island, which was the Rhode Island Rams. And they were light blue. So you wouldn't like them oh, at all, Jessica. No, I wouldn't have liked them no. at all. The rivalry gets real. Let me tell you. It gets <laughs> yeah. real. Well, we were, we were black, gold, and silver. So you don't hate those colors. No. Okay. We're good. You're kind of like Wake Forest a little bit. So I can handle you. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so Jess, we're going to dive into your journey as a an entrepreneur. But before we get into that, share with us a success quote and how you apply this quote to your life. Yeah, my success quote actually comes from a very inspirational movie called Bridesmaids. I'm sure it's one of your favorites. (laughs) Oh, top notch. But um, yeah, it it was at a point where Annie, the main character, was really struggling and lost her best friend and her job. And then Megan, played by Melissa McCarthy, comes in and she says to her, 
I don't associate with people who blame the world for their problems. You are your only problem, but you're also your solution. And even though it, it's, it's a hysterical movie, that one quote really stood out to me because we can stand here and point fingers all day, but really the only thing that we can, tr- can control in our lives is ourselves. And so instead of channeling that negative energy into pointing fingers and whose fault and who could have done better, we need to start focusing on that on ourselves and taking responsibility for our own actions. Fire Nation, wise words from Jess herself. And and Jess, you haven't had the longest of long entrepreneurial journeys, but the reality is no matter how short or long a journey is, it is strewn with both failures and successes and exciting times and sadder times. Tell us a story now, the beginning part of your Story here on Entrepreneur on Fire of a time, Jess, that you failed, of a time that you faced an obstacle or a challenge or a struggle that you really had to dig deep within yourself. And take us to that moment in time, Jess, and then let's really go over and analyze the lessons you learned. Sure. Um, I would say one of my biggest failures was in the beginning, uh, in the developing stages of Headbands of Hope. I was 19 at the time, and I started lying about my age because I thought that being a millennial, being 19, going on 20, people wouldn't take me seriously. They would just stamp a millennial like on my forehead and not think that what I was doing was real. And so I started to lie about my age. You know, I hid the fact that I was trying to finish my Spanish homework before I went on this conference call. And then when my age started to kind of get out, um, I learned that it was actually something that really worked in my advantage. And one of my biggest strengths was being a millennial, being young and starting this company and that people really started to back me for it. And I started to become kind of a voice of uh, my generation that you're never too young to start something that you believe in and don't let anyone else tell you otherwise. And I've definitely made some more mistakes along the way, um, but I kind of like to think of mistakes as I'm trying. I, I feel like if I'm ever too comfortable in my job or we're too comfortable as a company, we're really not reaching far enough. Uh, I like the example of um, Ellen DeGeneres once said that she decided to host the Oscars because everything in her life was just too comfortable. Her show was going well. You know, she had your book. She had everything going right. So she wanted to do something that kind of shook it up a bit. And so I like to live by that as well. No, I love that example you give of Ellen DeGeneres because mm-hmm. I try to look back every seven days just to what I've done in those last seven days. And if I can't picture a couple times that I actually felt uncomfortable, that I felt nervous, you know, like just three days ago, I was about to go on stage in front of 400 people in my home state in Maine. And that freaked me out. I was almost representing Maine in that conference because I was the only mm-hmm. native Maine speaker. And you know, I was looking at that. I was saying, you know what? Good. Check. I felt scared. I felt uncomfortable before going on stage there. That means I'm pushing the envelope. And Fire Nation, as entrepreneurs, that's what you need to be thinking every single day of your journey is, what am I doing today? What am I doing right now to push my envelope to improve my journey as an entrepreneur? Because if we get too comfortable, Jess, it's like getting in the right lane of a highway, putting it in cruise control at 45 miles an hour, and what's happening? Well, 
all the people that are taking action are zipping by you on the left saying, see ya. <laughs> but exactly. Lying about your age, Jessica, I mean, that is something that we've all had to do that have started <laughs> our entrepreneurial journeys yeah. early or that have wanted to get into a bar before we were 21. <laughs> one of the two. <laughs> I'm not going to comment on that one, John. <laughs> <laughs> your parents may be listening. Maybe. But the reality is this. And listen, Jess, I've interviewed over 700 and now 40 successful and inspiring entrepreneurs. And the word authenticity keeps shining through. When they finally found their thing, that success, they started being authentic with themselves. And it sounds like the moment that your age got out, maybe not by your doing, but it got out there, you started seeing that, hey, you know what? Being authentic, being me, being Jess isn't so bad. And in fact, I could even use it to my advantage. And you know what, Jess? I'm sure it felt a little bit better to be truthful. It definitely has. And and once um, I started seeing, you know, the media come out and, and articles about our company, I realized that almost everything that would come out about Headbands of Hope never failed to mention that it was started by a college student. And I became to, instead of hide from that, I became really proud of it. Uh, and it's something that um, I'm still proud of every day. Well, and Jess, I can guarantee you, and I'll even forward you them when they come in, when this interview goes live, there's going to be Fire Nation saying, you know what, John? I was sitting on my butt and I was listening to this interview and I was saying, man, who am I to continue to give these excuses about I'm not old enough or I don't have enough experience or, you know, now is just not the right time when there's people like Jess that are out there at 19 years old between Spanish homework, getting out there and making a difference. And you're going to inspire people, Jess, because of your age, not despite of it. And that is such a powerful message for you and other entrepreneurs out there to realize, hey, be yourself. That's the most powerful thing in the most powerful message that you can send out in the world. And just let's really kind of use this theme that we're building up here as you go to the other end of the spectrum and tell us this time about an aha moment, an epiphany, a light bulb that went off for you at some point in your journey. And just again, tell us the story. Take us to that moment in time. And then let's kind of unpackage the steps you took to turn that idea into success. Yeah, um, I'm going to go back to the internship we were talking about earlier. And I it was towards the end of my internship, and I was kind of focused on going back to school. I had thought about, um, you know, girls wearing headbands and thought it was cute, but it was just something I toyed with in the back of my mind. And there was one little girl, and she was four years old, and her name was Renee, and, and she had wished to meet Sleeping Beauty and go to Disney World. And I had been working on her wish all summer, um, working with doctors, getting everything approved, good to go. And it was a week before her wish. And the doctors actually sent her home and said that she couldn't go on her wish. Her cancer took a bad turn and that she maybe had one to two weeks left. And so I actually went to her uh, house dressed as Sleeping Beauty and uh, brought her a matching dress and a crown that said Renee and read her the stories and spent the whole day with her. And a week later, her mom called me to tell me that Renee had passed away, but that she was at peace with her daughter's passing because she knew that she got everything she ever wanted in life. And it was at that moment where everything changed for me. Everything that I thought I wanted in my life, everything I thought about being a journalist, I thought I had everything figured out. And it was truly a one-minute phone call that wiped everything clean and I just started to build everything from scratch and I wanted to recreate this feeling of truly helping someone and I wanted to do it in my own way and I found that headbands were the perfect way to do that. 
Man, that's so powerful, Jess. And I'm sure there's actually a couple non-dry eyes right now listening in the audience because that's such a touching story. And uh, I mean, wow, I mean, that just is just so powerful. And what that kind of brought me back to was over some past recent interviews, I've had some incredibly successful entrepreneurs. And we're talking men and women, Jess, both in their 50s, 60s, even 70s. And they talk about the success that they've had. And they've had great success. And they say, you know what, John? The success was so important. You know, we, we made a lot of money and we sold a lot of products and services and we made a lot of people's lives better or happier or whatever it might be. But there needs to be a point when you go from success to significance. And that word significance is so huge and so powerful for so many entrepreneurs. But sadly, Jess, so many people don't get there until later in their life. And for you, I just see you skipping right to significance. I mean, it's not that you're not successful, but you just started at the significance. Like you are making a significant difference in this world. And, you know, I tip my hat to you for that. And I commend you, you on behalf of Fire Nation because that is so powerful. And I mean, that moment, rightfully so, goes up with your proudest entrepreneurial moments. I have zero doubt. But just take us to the story. Take us to the moment that you would consider your proudest entrepreneurial moment. Yeah, um, a couple come to mind. One on on one end was uh, being elected to give the commencement speech at my graduation in front of 20,000 people, which was pretty nerve wracking. <laughs> but um, it, was, it was really amazing to see uh, my peers support me, everyone who had um, kind of been a part of this experience. And that's actually kind of what launched my public speaking career. But um, more on the business side of things, it was almost a similar story. I, uh, I'm sure everyone who has a company or even just a career can relate to a moment where you just feel like nothing's going right. I was getting ready for this trade show and I had ordered these tags to go along with the headbands and it was a day before the show and the tags hadn't arrived and I was just freaking out and I had got, I was on the phone with this tag company and then I got call waiting. It was like the exact same time and, and it was, um, a mother of whose daughter I had visited in the hospital a week before. Her name was Taylor, and uh, she was 15 years old. And um, she picked out this purple and green headband, and she even had a little bit of hair left on the top of her head. And we dyed it purple and green to match her headband. And her mom had called in and wanted to tell me that Taylor had passed away, and that she wanted those same purple and green headbands for every female in her family to wear to her service the next day because that's how much that headband meant to Taylor. And it was at that moment where I was just completely brought back down to reality. I didn't care about these tags. I didn't care about this trade show. It, it, it was just brought me back down to my purpose and why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I was so caught up in all the logistics of running a business and all these little things that cause so much stress. But in the end, we have these moments that I think just serve as reminders to keep us going of why we started in the first place. Uh, so that was definitely one of my proudest moments and um, a moment that I, I think about all the time is that uh, how much that headband meant to her and, and that family, which I still keep in touch with today. I mean, just one of the biggest struggles I feel that humans just across the world struggle with is keeping things in the right type of perception. And mm -hmm. I can just remember so clearly, you know, myself when I was deployed to Iraq in 2003 and 2004, and it was a really tough time for me. And, you know, there were 
people in my platoon that were being killed. It was just a scary, terrifying yeah. time, really difficult time in my life. And I can remember Jess just saying to myself, you know, if I am fortunate enough to make it back to the U.S., I will never have anything to complain about because, you know, life is just so good and safe there. And there's nothing that you can just gossip or whine or moan about when, you know, you're literally watching your friends, you know, bleed to death after getting shot. And, you know, I, I truly felt that when I was in Iraq and, you know, I'm, I'm kind of ashamed, but just a realist to admit that, you know, there's been many times in the past 10 years that I've caught myself complaining about something that just is so silly or, or minute or getting upset or frustrated about something, you know, and, and it's just like, man, like if I could just have the 2003, you know, John Lee Doom has come up and just backslap me and say, bro, what are you complaining yeah. about right now? Don't you remember where you were 10 years ago, almost to the day? I mean, what are your thoughts on that? How do we, how do we as entrepreneurs, as humans, keep things in percep- perception in a better way like that? There are things in our life that, you know, we can't unsee. Like, you know, your experience in Iraq, my experience in the hospital. And I think if we can build our job to find a purpose, uh, to not just go through the motions, to not just, you know, increase your margins, to not just focus on all these numbers, if we can focus on our purpose in our job, and it doesn't even have to be directly charitable related, like, like headbands of hope, just anything that you're doing. And if you can answer why you're doing it and why you're getting up every day and finding that kind of perspective anchor where things maybe aren't going as well, and maybe you're getting stressed or something where you can really focus on. For me, it's my story of Taylor um, that kind of brings me back back down to earth. And I think we should all try to find something like that. No, it's so important and so powerful because, you know, a lot of people just could look at me and say, well, John just interviews entrepreneurs and, you know, he makes a ton of money doing it. And, you know, like, what is he really doing in the world, though, besides just like sharing these failures and, and aha moments and success stories? But, you know, if you really dig deeper into what like people like myself do and what you do, Jess, and all of my past guests, like, you know, a specific example Entrepreneur on Fire, my podcast, inspired one of my now friends whom I would have never met except through Entrepreneur on Fire to start a podcast called Beat Cancer. And that podcast, Jess, is like getting out there and inspiring and moving and touching and reaching so many people right now that are struggling with cancer because she went through that. She went through cancer and chemotherapy and her struggles. And now she talks about that through her podcast. And she would have never had, number one, the idea or number two, the inspiration or hope or even tools if it wasn't for you know, the podcast that I created and then the tools that I offer my audience and the book that I wrote about how to just do just that. So yes, like Entrepreneur on Fire might be doing what we're doing in our little bubble, but the ripple effect that you can have as an entrepreneur Fire Nation is incredibly far reaching. And and Jess, let's kind of move forward now and start talking about the thing right now that just fires you up more than anything else. Share that with Fire Nation. Well, currently right now, I'm really excited about uh, our campus rep program at Headbands of Hope. That's really been growing. And I uh, once I started embracing, you know, the fact that I was a college student and not hiding from it, I realized that when you're a student at a university, there are so many resources to get things off the ground. And um, 
just a lot of support on college campuses. And so I wanted to um, kind of just bring that into the culture of our company and start a campus rep program that we've now are at almost a hundred schools and at, um, at the schools, they work with local hospitals, arranging donations. They get the word out on campus. They work with different clubs, sororities, um, and really just kind of spreading our brand and our culture and what we do and, and how we give. And uh, it's been an amazing turning point for us to um, have so many people uh, represent us and just help us spread hope. It's been really cool to see it happen. So Jess, headbandsofhope.org. You have a lot of great things going on right now. What is your vision of the future? What are one or two things that just really have you excited over the horizon? My first answer to that is I hope that Headbands of Hope doesn't have to be around in five to 10 years because I hope that there's a cure for cancer and we won't be needed. And so that's my ultimate future goal. I think I'm one of the few people that can say, I hope my business isn't around in the next five to 10 years. Although I will say this, and this is probably true, that there will be an amazing opportunity for you to pivot into something else. Exactly, exactly. And we've just been really excited about having uh, a bunch of retail locations carry our products and and support us in what we're doing. And But we recently just expanded into a boys line because I realized going to the hospitals, it's amazing to see the girls and pass out headbands, but I don't want to have to pass by any room. And even though hair loss might be more traumatic for a girl, it's still something that boys are going through. So we created a line of buffs, um, like fun printed, kind of like elastic bandanas for boys. And so we're really excited about that. Nice. Well, as a boy, I appreciate that effort. (laughs) And Jess, we're about to enter the lightning round. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. How many times have we all tried to speak specifically and intelligently about a certain topic, but lack the proper lingo to do so? For example, telling your mechanic that the thingy in the engine is broken probably isn't too helpful. It's the same idea when you're trying to communicate with designers about your project. The more specific you can be about your request, the better the chances are they can meet and exceed your expectations quickly and without needless and costly revisions. 99designs makes this process easy. With a creative brief catered to entrepreneurs and small business owners, They set you up for a successful project where over 900,000 designers compete to deliver you the best design. Sounds pretty cool, right? The best part is, projects start at just $199, and your happiness is always 100% guaranteed. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services free. That's 99designs.com slash fire. As much as we travel for conferences and other types of business opportunities, it's nice to have the right types of software in place that can help us work efficiently even when we're on the go. This is especially true when it comes to our finances. Introducing the online accounting software and platform for your small business, Xero. That's X-E-R-O. Xero covers all the bases. So whether you have a brick and mortar business or an online business, Xero can help. Plus, Xero was born in the cloud so you can access your accounting anytime anywhere. They're even available across all operating systems, Mac, PC, iOS, and Android. With over 350 best-in-class business tools that allow you to process mobile payments, help you with cash flow management, and much more, what's not to love? Sign up for your free 30-day trial at zero.com slash podcast. That's X-E-R-O dot com slash podcast. Special bonus, Zero will randomly select five people per month who sign up for a trial to receive a mystery box of goodies from a business that already swears by zero.
Jess, welcome to the Lightning Round, where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Sounds like a plan. I'm ready. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I think I had doubts that I didn't have any background in business. I really knew nothing um, about starting a website, creating a logo. Um, I had absolutely no idea. And so I kind of let those doubts start to consume me in the beginning. But then um, I used my dad as a, a resource. He started his own company. I used business professors on campus. And uh, I kind of realized if, if you want something bad enough, you find a way to make it happen. What is the best advice you've ever received? When I was um, seven years old, I was uh, listening to the new Backstreet Boys CD and trying <laughs> to get my, my headphones out. And uh, they were, kept getting tangled. And I was getting so frustrated. And I was like, Dad, you know, why don't headphone cords just kind of roll up you know, so they don't ever have to get tangled? And then I looked at him and I was like, wait, can I invent that? <laughs> And then I remember he sat me down. I remember exactly where I was. And uh, like I just said, my dad's an entrepreneur as well, but I didn't really understand what that meant at the time. And he sat me down and he said, Jess, that's already been invented, but I want you to keep thinking that way. And from that moment on, I did. I always was thinking about what could be done better, uh, what could be done more efficiently, where their problems to be solved, needs to be filled. And uh, I credit that advice to finding that um, need with headbands. Boom. Share one of your personal habits, Jess, that you believe contributes to your success. I think definitely uh, keeping a healthy lifestyle. For me, I, I travel a lot. I, I, I'm on the road speaking quite a bit, visiting hospitals. And when you travel, sometimes it's, it's hard to uh, keep moving, maintain that healthy lifestyle. But um, for me, it's about energy. When I get up, work out, eat right, I have more energy. I feel better. I have a more positive outlook. And therefore, I can uh, channel that into doing better in my company. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Yeah. Um, I actually use TripIt. It's something uh, I just started using and it's made my life so much easier, especially for people who are on the road a lot like me. Once you get um, all your travel confirmations, you know, let's say you need a hotel, a flight, a rental car, um, really anything pertaining to your trip, you forward it to a TripIt email and then it... Um, puts all of your trips into different categories on your app so you don't have to get confused with different confirmation numbers. Oh, did I reserve this? Did I reserve that? And it's all um, right there in front of you, which I love because I need more organization in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am a TripIt guy through oh, and through. Yeah. It is massive. It. If you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? I just finished reading Girl Boss by uh, Sophia Amoruso and the founder of Nasty Gal Clothing. And it was something that I really enjoyed reading. Um, a little bit change of pace from the typical entrepreneur books. I had really identified with her in that she didn't have a business background as well. She just kind of had an idea and made it happen. And um, so I loved hearing her story, not to mention she's like a hilarious writer as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Jess, this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, 
but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter, taken care of. But all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I'd probably use that money to plan some kind of community event, like something outside, like a yoga class or a 5K and use the laptop to get the word out and uh, do something to start meeting people. Because if I've learned one thing um, in this world, it's about relationships and whether that's in business or your personal life. But uh, the most important thing is to start meeting people. And so that's probably what I would do. I might change my answer later on, but for right now, that's what I'd do. <laughs> no, Fire Nation, it is all about relationships. And Jess, let's end today literally on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Feel free to visit headbandsofhope.org and uh, stay connected and you're never too young to start something you believe in. Thanks for listening. Boom. And Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with and you have been hanging out with Jess and myself today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Type Jess in the search bar and her show notes page will pop right up. And Jess, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. And for that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Hey, hey, Nick Unsworth here, and I'm hosting the Life on Fire virtual summit where your fave entrepreneur, John Lee Dumas, along with Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank, Adam Braun from Pencils of Promise, Tony Shea from Zappos, and many others will be teaching you how to set your business and life on fire. You don't want to miss this live virtual event. Register right now for free by going to freevirtualsummit.com and prepare to ignite. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 